Alright, hey folks, we're coming back at you here. Tracks of Tackle, got the Hollywood Horse and the Arrow Eagle. We're just hanging out at the homestead and uh, we're doing some Euro mounts and um, looking at the deer that we've taken out this year and also some deer from years past. thought we'd hit the record button and as we're working through this the Hollywood horse is doing some scraping uh, some final adjustments his his piece is looking pretty good I'd agree with you no shrinkage here <laughs> no ground shrinkage once you get down out of the stand and you see the deer but uh you shot yourself a dandy this year and it was a man it was an awful drag yeah it's the the price you pay but ultimately it's worth it and you gotta question if you're going to do it next year, but you have enough time to think about it. When I was helping you drag that thing up, I was thinking, I will never, ever do this again. <laughs> Pretty sure we do the same thing every year. And then, like, I don't know, it's like been three weeks since <laughs> you shot that deer, and I'm sitting here, like, every day thinking, man, we should probably go out and hunt late late season. Right. Go Get back to that, that part of the, the hill. Who cares, you know? So in the moment, it sucked. But now, you know, sitting here as we're doing the Euro mount and just some of the extracurriculars post-season, it's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'll do it again. Right. Let's get back out there. That's for sure. You got it, man. So any, uh, I guess, you know, the question is, is, you know, this is your first Euro mount that you're working on. And I tried to get most of it. Most of it done. We're just down to the final final pieces. But any questions about the process or uh, you know thoughts on this? No, I thought it was pretty good. I had a buddy to do the most of the work before I even got here, <laughs> so we're just fine tuning it here. But I mean, like you brought up, whether you want to make it whiter or not, but it looks fantastic right now, and I can't wait to see it hanging on the wall at the cabin. Yeah, these on these the big gonna wall. Look, they're going to look really good at the cabin. Um, if we if we shoot deer on our property where we have a, a cabin, we will put the horns on the wall at the cabin. It doesn't stay at home, and that's sort of how we how we've always done things. But um, you know, we doubled up in bucks this year and decided instead of just taking the the horns and putting them on a plaque, which is what we usually do, and that's sufficient for you know deer camp life. Uh, we were going to go the extra mile and do Euro mounts and sh showcase the skull and everything on this. So that's what we're doing. My my deer's cooking right now, and uh, we're just uh, I'm sitting here just hanging around, hanging around. <laughs> just hanging <laughs> around, watching you work. Which I don't feel bad about one bit because I've worked on these yeah. already significantly. Like we're they're almost done. Yeah, and, just uh, some of this cartilage is tedious. I mean, we're talking getting beetles next year or other ways to do it, but it's just, yeah, put the, the work in, just grind away, but it's on just finishing touches here. That's not too bad. I mean, I can think of worse things that we could be doing right, right. now with our time. So, you know, you've got a healthy set of antlers in your, in your grip, so uh, it's not too bad. But anyway, you were, uh, you, we were looking at some of these old ones uh, yeah. hanging on the wall. Yeah, you were showcasing uh, your work before, and it's pretty good. It looks great. 
what, how many years ago? Don't even ask me, man. Don't even ask me. Um, the the deer on the right, smaller deer. The deer that his horns look like he got hit by a truck or something whenever he was a baby. But he's a weird seven see, point. Like, looks yeah. like three racks growing out of it. But yeah, he's, he's a weird seven point. And I was. Probably, I'm not. I'm not bashing your buck. It's, yeah, it's don't a cool talk buck. bad about my buck. It's a cool buck. <laughs> but I just looked at it. I'm like, what the heck happened to him? At the, at the time that we shot that deer, and I say we because. My cousin and I, the whole family was driving, and I know there's guys out there that deer drive, and there's guys out there that, that don't, but we did growing up, and uh, we were setting up a deer drive and had guys set to push us a set of woods, and myself, my cousin, my dad, your, your grandpa, there's like four or five of us, we were all in the truck, and my cousin and I were in the bed of the truck. And we're driving across this old cow cattle pasture to get to the other end of these uh, these woods that were going to get pushed. And I guess the driver stepped into the woods, and this buck took off. And he had I don't know it might have been a thousand fifteen hundred yards the distance of the the woods that we were going, but it was a narrow um, woods. The woods weren't real wide, so he he was basically running a tree line. That was only maybe 150 yards wide. And uh, we're driving. We're in the bed of the truck. And we're maybe 600 yards away from this thing. And we see this deer take off running. And, and we weren't set yet. And so we were slapping the side of the truck, telling the driver to stop. And, and we got out. And we just started, like, shoot, unloading. Like, if you ever watched. And that's something else we need to talk about is early on in the podcast when we started this we were talking about how you'd never seen tombstone but you have now seen tombstone and you know how they're just like you know firing guns and just walking into the shooting like they just firing rounds and they keep walking for it like that's how it felt between the two of us we were shooting and um this deer was like so far out of range <laughs> but we were running toward it trying to cut it off essentially from getting away and um, eventually the deer folded. We got to like within a hundred yards. <laughs> this deer like folds up, and so we run up to it, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a nice little seven point. And uh, we were teenagers when this happened. I don't know if I was twenty years old yet or not. But long story short, is we were looking at it, and I I just had the feeling like I got to put one a bullet into this thing. So I shot it in the neck to make sure that it. Because we didn't see a bullet hole anywhere in this deer. Huh. I swear, like, once we cut this thing up, caked it out and everything, the deer had, had to have a heart attack or something. Because well, the only like hole trunk. in it was a, um, just a hole that I shot in the neck. And, you know, this is the thing. Like, when you're kids, you're out there, you're having fun. And um, I'm probably telling too much of the story. But the long and the short of it is, my cousin is using like a slug gun, you know, so it's not going to shoot 600 yards. And I was shooting a 30-30, which isn't going to shoot five, 600 yards either. But we had a hell of a time uh, throwing lead at this thing. Uh, it eventually folded up. We did shoot it in the neck. And uh, I thought, well, this is, there's enough antler on its head to take a stab at doing a, a European mount. So. That's what I did. That was the first one I've ever done. Nobody really ever taught me how to do it. I just took a stab at it myself. 
and it was a lot of uh, you know cooking the, the skull down and a lot of scraping you know the the membrane away, but uh, it turned out pretty nice. Not so bad for my first one. How did you go about with your first one? Was it just trial and error, or was internet around that time? Like <laughs> the internet existed, but we don't use it like we do now. Just word of mouth, like so, someone told you what to do, and you're like, all right. Basically, I mean, basically, it's you know, how do you do this? Um, you know, I got some tips from some people that had done it before, and uh, you know, they told me the different options, and certainly I wasn't going to go out and invest in. You know, having beetles or take it to a guy that that owns that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what I did. I cooked it down and scraped away, and, and took the hose to it and cleaned it up. And it's been hanging on the wall here for a while. But um, yeah, it's a kind of a gnarly looking rack. So after that, did you do anything for like um, buddies or no? This thus no. The two the two that you see. Hanging there on the wall are the only two I've ever done up until the ones that we just did here. Why don't you do it more often? I don't shoot that many big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Usually we just cut the horns out and put it on a plaque, and that's good. But, uh, you know, the buck has to justify the work, I think. All right. I mean, you could stretch out your smaller bucks, make them a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could pass on those smaller bucks, too. But the fact of the matter is these big bucks don't taste as good as those young ones. Right. Right. And then you got one to the left there. That, that looks like a dandy. What's so that's that a, that's a really cool. We were sitting here working on this, and uh, Brady asked me, he's like, tell me the story of that deer. And I said, this, this is one we should be recording to catch these type of stories. But that uh, buck on the left, it's a pretty symmetrical eight. Uh, I was hunting a little farmette guy that we know. He doesn't do a lot of farming, but he's got a, he's got a nice little kind of, just on the edge of town, you know, outside of the town limits. And he's got some property with a little field and he farms vegetables. And he's like a vegetable farmer. So he, he pumpkins, uh, watermelons, like a, a bunch of vines growing through. You know, he's got some corn. Um, and he's got just like a couple of just little necks of woods that all tie in together. And so I went out there and started hunting that farm at set a tree stand up and I was seeing doe would come in every night, super excited. You know, I had, I remember the year that I shot this buck in October, I saw a buck come in to my stand and I didn't get a shot at it. And so it was like late October. My birthday is late October and it was right around my birthday. And, um, I remember like, man, I got to continue to hunt the spot. Right. And so there was one or two bucks running that area, this guy, and there's a guy a little bit smaller than him. And so it was an election year. So if I wanted to think back to like when it was, it was an election year. So I could probably do the math early two thousands. And, um, on election day, like I had, I know I had to vote and I was like, yeah, I know I got to vote. So it's early November, but I, I, there's so much daylight. I can vote after daylight, right? So I'm in the tree stand, and I saw this guy again on election night that year, and uh, I was just hooked. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get this guy. So the story to this buck in particular, the Friday night, I shot him on a Saturday morning. The Friday night before I shot this, um, I went to um, like a church meeting. 
and we had some friends that were there that are Native American, and they had uh, they had a big drum, you know, it's that they were doing as part of the worship. They call it an Abba drum. Abba means father. And so you don't get to play, the, like only the natives get to play the, the drum, you know, unless you're invited to play the drum. It's like a great honor. And so my buddy invites me to come play the drum for him. First time I was ever invited. So um, I got up there and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just sort of following their lead. And um, if you ever hear like that, uh, that Native American music, that deep like beat of the drum. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's what we were doing. And we were drumming and uh, he was, he had taught me after he's like, when you drum, like, you know, now, now we're brothers forever because we drum together. And he said, we drum our prayers just like they believe, like when they dance, they're dancing their prayers. So like, it was really a, a, an awesome spiritual experience. And um, so I drummed with him on Friday night. And then my nephew, Ace, wanted to go hunting on Saturday morning. So Ace comes out and we go out to this spot. And I know I'd been seeing some bucks and I thought I'd be a good spot where he might be able to see some deer. So I took him out and I put him in the other tree stand. I had two tree stands there on that, on that property um, that I hunted out of, put him in the one I thought he would see the deer in. And then I went and set up in the other tree stand. And I don't know, it's probably like eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock in the morning. I just seen these white horns coming through the briar patch. And I thought, man, I'm going to get a shot at this guy. And so he got to be within you know, 25 yards or so, but he was in some thick uh, green briars. And I shot over him and I, I could have kicked myself. But um, it was too busy thinking about the Bureau of Mountain Grand It was, you know, it was probably one of the first years that I had invested in the Tacticam because I have the recording of this on video. Um, and so instead of running away, what this guy does is he runs closer to my tree. He like cuts the distance and then he stops and he looks at me in the tree stand at like 15 yards away. And so I got a second opportunity at him. So I shot him, ran 60 yards, you know, laid over and died. And that other six, eight point that was running with him came trotting in behind him. And I got to see both of them on that same day, but he was already dead laying on the ground. So I just sat there and I filmed the second buck and, um, was the second one bigger? No, 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 no. Oh. This was the bigger of the two bucks. And, uh, so then it, it, cause it was so early in the morning, like I contribute the, the success of that hunt to one, I got to play the drum the night before. And, uh, so that, that spiritual experience was, uh, was something I credit that that guy too. And then, you know, I got on the phone a little bit later it was early in the morning enough. I wanted Ace to have some time to hunt. So I just sort of hung out in my tree stand for an hour or two before I, he fell. I could see where he was, you know, and it wasn't that cold of a morning. So I just sort of hung out. That's the toughest thing when you have some action and you just got to sit there and wait, especially in archery when you want to, you know, give it time, you don't want to rush, but you think an hour went by and you look at your watch. It's been five minutes. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> no, tell me about it. Yeah. That buck, uh, End up hitting and we didn't end up finding it, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I was like, ah, let's give it some more time. Let's wait. I was able to see the footage that I shouldered it. Give it time to wait. I'm like, all right, like, you know, come one o'clock. You know, this is probably like another hour. Here comes Ronnie trotting at 1230 on the top of the hill, ready to go. 
Yeah, man, I was pumped whenever you, you had sent me the pictures of that buck yep. and you had said you'd hit it. And then he sent me the video and he did hit it. I thought, oh, my, that's one of the ones we were after. Yep. But... And that's why we put in all the work. So, yeah, I was pumped. I was jacked. And I'll say, like, in my entire career, like my lifetime of hunting, hitting a deer and then, like, going in too early. Because that's the fear, right? If you go in too early, you're going to jump it before it expires. And then it's going to be, you know, really a hell of a time tracking it. I don't think I've ever really done that. Right. I always, you know, err on backing out. I know your dad would give me a hard time on one buck that I shot. And I got down, I retrieved an arrow. And instead of it laying down within 50 yards, it ran maybe 150 yards before it expired. But I never really had that happen because generally we will back out and give them time. But I have had a lot of times where I back out and I can, I can count like two or three times where the hit wasn't perfect. And then you end up losing the deer either way. I guess it wouldn't matter either way, but... It's a, that suspense of not knowing the deer's expired. It's tough. Yeah, eats you up. I remember one year, your dad and I, we both hit deer on the same night. And it was like, I don't know, a Friday night or a Saturday night. We were up at our at the cabin. And so um, he knew he hit his good. I didn't know where I hit mine. I, I got out of my stand after dark. I saw blood. And so I backed out. And um, we went and... and retrieved his deer and we were going to let mine sit that night but since i saw my arrow i retrieved my arrow i saw good blood i was pretty confident and you know so we we commenced to celebrating and i didn't get up the next morning to go hunting because all i got to do is go out here and collect my my reward and we tracked that guy for you know a mile or two up over the top down over the back kind of like this one you know that we did a lot of tracking for you to to get this guy and rifle season, so mine was in archery, and we ended up never, not, never finding him. And I was, I was sick to my stomach. Right. Yeah. So you know, you win some, you lose some. But um, if they're worth it, man, we put in the time, and and we either get the taxidermist involved, and you get them mounted, or you don't. But yeah, talking about trailing, it's definitely a lot easier when you have someone else, another set of eyes. Mm-hmm. And even the whole group, it's like a little side quest. It's a mission. But even if it's not your deer, it's exciting. You know, like, hey, you got blood over here. Or, I love you know, it. Just, just falling around, you know, for the deer that we got here, uh, it was it was tough because, yeah, we lost it. And we picked up a little bit. And we lost it. It was just bleeding inside. It wasn't wasn't leaking yet. But, man, how conflicted was I? You know, you're, you've been my good hunting buddy the past three years, I'd say, that we've been hitting mm-hmm. it really hard. And you got blood on the ground. And my old man, my old man's got blood on the ground. It's like, uh, you know, do you pull the switch of the train? You know, do you run over one person or run over five? You know, all lives are created equal. But <laughs> yeah. I, I was the guy, like, who do I go help first? Right. So, it was tough, but we ended up uh, getting her done. And, you know, the less confident shots, you just err on the side of cautious and you just uh, wait it out. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. But, yeah, we brought up uh, your second chance and that, that buck in our tree. You know, I was like, beat myself up after that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was my opportunity, my once in my lifetime. And and here, you know, a month later, here comes the second chance. So it's just all about getting out there and you know, enjoying the wild and just being patient. Yeah, I mean, you it. definitely put your time in this year. 
you put your time in the stand, you're doing a lot of like all day sits later into the season and things of that nature. So um, I couldn't have been happier whenever you, you called me and said you did get this guy in rifle. Um, I was a little bit hesitant whenever, because when you shot the buck that we didn't retrieve in archery, wasn't far from where you were, where you shot the gun yeah. and, and gun season. And um, in archery, we went, we didn't find any blood, but we know you hit that deer because we, one, we had it on video, two, we had hair from where it was hit. Then three, we found the arrow of shaft, you know, broken off. So we knew you hit it, but there was no blood. And then uh, rifle season comes around and you said, hey, I got a good hit on this guy. And we started looking and we couldn't find any blood. Roller coaster of emotions, man. I, oh. was, I told you I was about to jump off the cliff. I was questioning, I was questioning, did you hit this or is it fog of war? Right. And you were insistent. You're like, I shot this deer good. And so, because you were just, you were confident, and you, you look, I take you at your word, I, I walked all over that hill until we picked it up. We did find it, but, um, you know, we, we did a, a long journey getting this guy back up to, to the top of the mountain, but uh, he's worth it, man. He's so beautiful. Great. we got to get an official score on these guys. I saw you had tape measure up there. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that here after the recording, but, you know, I'm guessing these are probably close to 130 each each of them you know i don't think that we're good like you said no shrinkage on these so but uh yeah as far as the the stories go with these european mounts uh well probably it's like anything else after you do it once you find an easier way to do it so ne next year you know after this is your first one you're working on next year you might come to me and say hey let's uh, let's try it a different way right all right Anything else? No, I think we're just going to sit here, hang out, shoot the bull, and work on yours next. And, you know, we've been floating ideas around already what we're doing for next year. We broke out the calendars. Like, we're going to do a pile of archery. I was telling you, the day's already took off. and We've got high ambitions for right. 2024. Right. And then here soon we have uh, the Outdoorsman Show. I've never been, so I'm excited to, to go experience that with you. Yeah, you absolutely have to. Like, we're in central Pennsylvania, and it's literally the largest outdoorsman show in america comes to harrisburg pennsylvania in early february so ton of vendors ton of ton of cool stuff um you know if you, if you geek out when you get to go to cabela's or bass pro and you know there's a ton of things there that i'd love to buy but i don't have the money to buy like this sort of environment you're gonna love it hmm. you're gonna love it it's got something for everybody so it'll be a great experience and uh you know, we're going to start lining up. I, I think I'm, I've been talking to you a little bit about lining up different guests come on and uh, get some different subject matter experts on, on different things. So we're coming up with, uh, we're brainstorming what our episodes are going to pertain here for the first quarter of 2024. We're kind of in a down, we're on the backside of hunting season. We, we technically have maybe like two more weeks where we could go hunt whitetails um and both of us the weather's been crazy warm it was like 50 degrees yesterday and we're thinking and it's it's not going to be hard to hunt late season if we wanted to go out and do some archery hunting so yeah it's like christmas too i was telling you i got a bunch of hunting stuff it's a sign we got to get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah so you know we'll, we'll touch base on holiday wish lists and uh, you know things that you did get and uh you know plans for 2024 but uh 
right now we're going to get my my skull out of the cooker and we'll probably put yours back in and see about finishing these up here this afternoon. So thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you guys on our next episode. Have a happy new year and stay wild. Stay wild.